0: Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Security is offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. C-Squared Wealth Strategies in Cambridge are not affiliated. Start now okay. for real this time for reals. <laughs> okay, all right. So, hey, welcome everyone that's listening. Thank you in advance for any that are supporting and, and here listening to the podcast today. This is going to be a good one, and it's actually going to be the first one, the first ever episode. Enter John Jeffress with Deep South Focus Photography. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Joseph. Hey, it's a pleasure. Um, I'm Joseph Turlington. I'm a financial advisor with C-Squared Wealth Strategies in Mobile. Uh, we are hosting the podcast here in Mobile at our office upstairs. Although I'm a financial advisor, this isn't a financial podcast by any means. It's just a, a podcast to hear from different you know, unique individuals, interesting people, hear their story about how they got from where they were to where they are, and maybe some of the challenges and and successes along the way and what those look like. Uh, John, why don't you kind of start off a little bit and give us a, I won't say a commercial, but just tell us a quick version of what it is you actually do.
1: All right. So uh, I own with my wife Deep South Focus Photography, and we are a real estate uh, media services provider. We do real estate photography, um, aerial uh, photography, and aerial videography um, to help real estate agents better market their listings.
0: That's unique and very specific. How did you get into that space? Is that kind of where your business started at? Uh, not at all, so far, far from it. so we we ended up
1: pivoting to that, which um, I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later in the in the podcast here.
0: Uh, we will certainly do that. Um, but tell us a little bit more about kind of that day to day. You mentioned that you're doing real estate photography. I know that you do some like floor plan work. What does that look like? Yep, tell so, us about it. So, uh,
1: other than the listing photos um, for the listings, we do two uh, D floor plans for agents, um, so the home or potential home buyers can see what the home looks like and the layout of the home. Also, room measurements um, on the floor plan so they can determine if their furniture is going to fit in the house or. Considering buying. We do 3D models of the homes as well. So it's a more immersive view of the home. So a potential buyer can virtually tour through the home without even being there. Very cool.
0: Um, what are some things that and and we've got some questions here in front of us. If if you're watching, then you can see that we're absolutely cheating here. Um, but just to have sort of a framework, you know, for some of these questions that we'll get into. And before we do, just a couple of like icebreakers, right? Um, tell us about yourself. Tell us about outside of the business, John Jeffress, you know, anything that you want to tell us about yourself, maybe where you came from, your family dynamic, what you got? Sure. Sure. I, I was born in Tampa, Florida,
1: and I've lived all over the Southeast from Florida to Texas. Um, do, uh, Um, photography is is my career right now, but prior to that, I used to own a bicycle store here in town. I've also worked for an internet marketing company that uh, um, focused on the bicycle retail industry, Um, so uh, a jack-of-all-trades, if
0: you will. Master of none. (laughs) You know, it's funny, that, that expression comes up sometimes, and I'd never heard the rest of the expression. And I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this, but I want to say it's jack of all trades, master of none. You've heard that part. Uh, but a uh, but still better than, what was it? A master of one. I believe that's it. And so I always thought that was pretty interesting. Um, so you owned another business prior to this one. Um, tell us a little bit about how you dove into the business world to begin with how did you become a business owner and what was the moment where you realized that you enjoyed being a business owner
1: sure I, I think it just boils down to working hard um and and my entire career life cycle even um starting in high school at my job at little caesars i i worked my tail off i did everything that was needed to get the job done and make customers happy and supervisors and managers recognized that and same thing at the bicycle store, I was an employee there, started as a service manager and just over the years working there, um, eventually got invited to become part owner of the store and, and help manage it and run, run the day-to-day
0: operations there. Oh, that's cool. So you just kind of busted it earlier on and, and just kind of rolled into being a business owner, just kind of by a happenstance sort of. And then, so you had a taste of owning your own business. What would you say? is your favorite part of working for yourself? I'd
1: say the flexibility, um, being able to, um, to control your own destiny. Um, you, you control it all on your own. You don't have someone telling you what to do. Um, if you see that you have a better way of doing things, you can do it. Um, and the, um, career world, working for others, you might have a better way to do things and you let them know that, but they might not let you go in that direction. So that's kind of frustrating. Um, Being your own uh, business owner, you can do it on your own. You may fail, but failure is a good thing.
0: Um, If you fail, you're going to learn from it and grow from that. Failure is a good thing. I like that. Um, You know, speaking of failure, and then just a few seconds ago, you said the word frustrating. What would you say have been some of the the most challenging times uh, for you as a business owner? Things that, may, you know, maybe a time where you thought I might have to close the doors or I'm really going to have to switch gears here, do something differently or just some some kind of adversity you've had to face as a business owner. Sure. So uh, we've had
1: the photography business since 2012 and it started out kind of as a side hustle I had what I call my benefits job. Side hustle <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so uh the photography was just a weekend thing and it continued to grow and grow and in 2019 um Work started getting in the way of my photography business, and that's so, a good feeling. So We decided <laughs> uh, that it was time to to leave the day job and and go out full time with our photography. So it was uh, stressful to think about losing all the benefits and that 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 weekly paycheck and not knowing what's going to happen. But we went with it and took the leap of faith and. So everything was great. Um, doing our car show photography on the weekends was awesome. I mean, who, who wouldn't love only working on the weekends and having the whole week off? I mean, that's it, pretty cool, right? But the frustration was that first fall, we had two tropical storms back to back, which pretty much devastated two of our big shows for the month of October. No car show, no income. Then it gets really scary. And so we decided we needed to start doing something during the week and started researching some different, uh, photography avenues and come streams that we could do during the week to, uh, help supplement the car shows when we did have those bad months.
0: It makes sense. Um, for those listening that don't know John personally or, are much about the business, one thing I can tell you that's super cool from my perspective is this van that you guys have. Uh, I don't know, um, Kind of how that idea came to be, but tell us a little bit about the van, the idea for it, and the setup of the van. I'm kind of like a tech guy. I really enjoy all the the nerdy stuff, but this is the coolest van I've ever seen. Sure, sure. So with our car
1: show photography, what it started out as was we would take photos of antique cars coming into the car shows, and we would uh, set up a 10 by 10 Easy Up tent. And have our computer and a small printer there that the car owners could come look at their picture on the computer if they liked it we'd print it out our little printer would do little four by six prints but if they want anything bigger they could order it on our website and lots of people had intentions of ordering something bigger but you know how it is you you forget about it You, you get back to work the next week and maybe you're in the shower and you think oh i really need to order that print and you get to work and you forget about it and And you never get around to ordering it. So we decided to be like the grocery store, instant gratification. We invested in larger printers. So larger printers meant we could print up to 16 by 20 or 12 by 36 right there on site so they could take it home with them. That was all fine and dandy, but with our little 10 by 10 tent, if it rained, then rain was blowing in on the equipment, so not good. So um, we got to a car show in North Carolina and it ended up being below freezing and raining and sleeting. And we're like, this isn't gonna work. So we actually went and rented a big Penske truck and moved everything into that for the car show. And so that got our wheels spinning about ways that we could incorporate something like that into our business. And we ended up buying a 24 foot car hauler and an enclosed air conditioned car hauler um, that the customers could walk into the back of the trailer. Inside the air conditioning, view all our sample um, art prints on the wall in different sizes. And we printed it and framed it right there in the trailer. But over time, dragging that trailer around got to be kind of a hassle, um, trying to find hotel parking and restaurant parking. So eventually we downsized and got a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. And we've crammed everything in there. We have three large format printers a whole sales wall with all our samples on it, um, POS system. So we ring them up at the back of the van. You get a um, claim check like at the restaurant. Your claim check is number 42. A few minutes later, a side window opens and Julie
0: Holds her head out the window number forty two and gives you your order. <laughs> it's it's hard to imagine that the van is a, is a downsize. <laughs> it, it, it is, believe it or not. <laughs> this thing's moving around town. I've seen you so many times, and this thing is wrapped up, logoed. You know, out you can see it from the moon. It's amazing. <laughs> um, you know, what, a couple of things that that I know about you, John, is um, and that a lot of people may not know. Um, you've actually hosted us at your home before, you know, we've had a few game nights and and I noticed some things about you. You're a deep, uh, thinker, you know, a strategy thinker, so to speak. Um, I know you play some, uh, I'll say obscure type, uh, conqueror games. Um, but it's always in a social setting, having a good time with friends and things like that. But I've played some games with you too. And you're always six steps ahead, man, thinking about things. And, um, you know, one thing I've I've kind of saw the the transformation from when you were primarily doing the automobile photography to a huge kind of more shift into the real estate type work. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about why you're primarily working with real estate agents and doing real estate photography?
1: Sure, sure. So again, needing to do something during the week um, and our networking group that, that we're in. Um, one of the real estate agents, uh, hired me to photograph one of his listings and I dabbled in it years before and and did some real estate shoots and thought, uh, this really isn't something for me. Um, but it's, it's a repeatable business that it's, those agents are listing sometimes two or three houses a week. So it's a, it's a great business to be in. And that agent gave me a chance and started using me for all of his, all of his listings and, and others, uh were referred to me and it just grew from there.
0: Very, very cool. And and you've developed some technology. Um, that may not be the right way to phrase this, but you utilize technology greatly uh in how you interact with the real estate agents and you really focus the work that you do on helping them build their personal brands. Can you can you tell us a little bit why about why that's important? For for example, I know the the real estate market is very, very hot right now, and it's almost super easy as a real estate agent to sell a home. Why would they want to invest, you know, that extra, that money or whatever in in taking the next level of photographs for their properties? How does that benefit them right now? Sure. So um, short term,
1: it's, it's not going to benefit them greatly right now. But long term, um, when the market does settle down and homes are sitting in the market longer, people are looking for an agent to help them sell their home, those people are going to go look at um, agents that they've interviewed and look at their previous listings. And if I look at a previous listing and it's cell phone photos or not very good um, camera photos versus another agent that no matter what the market conditions, no matter the price corner of the house, they always use a professional photographer – they're more likely going to choose that agent to help them sell their home.
0: That's awesome. Um, so you've been a business owner. You, you said the photography business was incepted in 2012. Is there anything that, you know, f- from an advice standpoint, that if you could go back in time that that you would give yourself? Anything that you learned along the way that you'd do differently? Any advice you would give another entrepreneur you know looking to go into business for themselves and get started
1: yeah um i'd say do it sooner rather than later um if you if you do it and do it right and take care of your customers the business will do well um i think we waited too long and Started the business in 2012 but it wasn't until 2019 that we actually left our our day jobs and went with this full time we should have done it earlier i think
0: Absolutely. Um, would you say that, you know, I know most of us haven't gotten to where we are today without some help or some mentorship, some relationship that, that kind of was a game changer. Uh, who is that person or what was, what were those events for you that that kind of helped you get over the hump or guided you towards success? I wouldn't
1: necessarily say it's a, a single person, but just, uh, um there's lots of information out there on on the internet um some good some bad mm-hmm. but there's some great information out there on, on how to um take care of clients and take care of your customers some great books to read and and you want to wow those
0: customers that's that's the most important thing speaking of great books to read to to wow um clients customers uh there's a book called Raving Fans out there um I had to read it when I used to serve tables at Felix's fish camp and they encourage uh, kind of their lead servers, so to speak, managers to read this book. And it's about creating uh, an experience for your customers uh, so far and above and beyond the call of duty that they'll actually go out and create conversations about your business out in just regular life with their friends, not just, Hey, I'll give you a good review or you did a good job, but they bring it up in conversation because it's so good. Um, and they reference a uh, a strategy, I guess that's the right word for it, called a Vision Plus One. And that is you, you, you look out five years and you kind of envision, what do I want this business to look like? And for Felix's, if you've ever been there, they're all simultaneously serving your meal over your shoulder at the same time. And that didn't just happen overnight. But Vision Plus One says, do one thing every day small step towards achieving what that vision would look like. And one day it'll look up and just be there. And then also the raving fans is, you know, like a grocery store that does valet or brings your vote, your groceries out. People would drive an hour past their local Publix, Walmart, Target, or Winn-Dixie to get to your grocery store just because of that experience or how you make them feel. So I thought that that book was really, really interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I a, a, good read. A, a Similar um, one I'm listening to right now on audio books is the power of moments And I forget the name of the hotel they mention in the book, but this hotel, it's not the highest star hotel. It's not the fanciest, most modern hotel. It's kind of an older type uh, hotel, but they have the popsicle hotline. You're laying at the pool (laughs) and you can pick up this phone and someone says popsicle hotline and they bring you a a flavored popsicle on a silver platter free um, and, and they they again they don't have the fanciest hotel but that's something that moment sticks in people's mind and they
0: have the best reviews out of any of the hotels in their area that's called the power of moments power of moments that's cool um well it's and it's clear to me you you're a very skilled photographer um by the way I've seen a lot of your work and it's, it's clear to me that your customer experience and, and the people that you work for and with, that you take that very seriously and making sure you're doing a good job for them. That has turned into growth for you. Um, and we've had some conversations about this. I know that you're adding some staff right now. Um, so tell, tell us about that growth, but also what what do you think the next five years looks like or hope, hope it looks like?
1: Sure. So uh, since May, we've hired three photographers to work on our team and been working on training them and getting them skilled in all the different uh, services we offer. A couple of them are getting ready to take their FAA uh, drone uh, certification test so they can fly the drone as well. Um, so that's the start of our scaling. But our our plan is to continue scaling. Um I could see this going to be regional instead of in Mobile um in the next five to ten years. I think that would be pretty awesome.
0: That would be certainly awesome. Um well I you know that I wish you the best of success in, in all of those endeavors. I think that you'll be able to achieve those goals um if you continue to do what you're doing. You know, I see you every week and I get to hear little bits and pieces. And, um, you know, today's was such a good opportunity to hear a lot of those pieces I've heard before put together in more of a story format. And that sounds good. And I'm really excited for anyone that doesn't know you personally to maybe possibly hear this and get to know you because you're, you know, my opinion, super cool, dude. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really it for the, for the episode today. Uh, is there anything else you had in your notes that you would like to go over, um. make sure we cover during this podcast? Um, yeah
1: not not anything about the business, but just uh, um, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We have uh, two separate Facebook and two separate Instagram accounts, Deep South Focus and Deep South Focus Real Estate Media. So make sure to follow each of those. And would appreciate
0: that also i'll second that Uh, please definitely go and support their business Um, supporting local business is always a great thing especially when it's a very talented good local business Um, so find them on social media and like and share all their stuff definitely and of course you can reach out to john you know directly or even us and we can get you in touch with john because we're friends um you know i definitely want to you know thank you personally for coming on the show and uh being the guinea pig for the first episode ever and um just want to thank the the team at c2 uh, wealth strategies for supporting the podcast and being there and um you know we will have more episodes coming so we'll see you next time yeah